0: Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today.
2: How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Western Centric, and thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to the show. I am your host, Colton Davies, and alongside me is my co-host, Matthew Zader. Today, we're going to be talking about Tanner Janot's success in the NHL, Connor Bedard smashed the 40-goal marker this past week. We'll talk a little bit about Olin Zellwigger's hot streak in his season so far. Some NHL trade deadline news that involves some WHL players. We'll give a, a bit of our analysis and what we thought of the crazy day yesterday. And, of course, our interview with Winnipeg Ice forward Zach Benson, which is time timestamped down below if you guys want to just skip forward to that, by all means necessary. We will, uh, we'll jump right into Tanner Janot. So, I mean if you guys have listened to the show, you know that I'm a big guy who likes meat and potatoes, but Tanner Janot has been absolutely unreal. I mean, he's not just that. I mean, he, he, he leaves the league in fighting majors with 11 fighting majors, but he's also got 21 goals and he leads the rookies in goals. He's the second Preds player in history to record 20 as a rookie uh, following Philip Forsberg. So pretty good steps. Of course, he's not the same player as Forsberg by any means, but what a, just like this kid has came out of nowhere. And I was, I've been a fan of him throughout, throughout the season. Um, I was listening to the 32 thoughts podcast where they interviewed him and, you know, he's somebody who did not think he would have the success he has had. And if you look back at his stats and moose shot, there was a few down years, Um, but he's really prevailed and just came out of his shell this year. And I mean, He's arguably one of my favorite players right now in the league. Um, Just in- incredible numbers right now. And uh, I just wanted to pump his tires a little bit, but what are your thoughts on him, Matthew?
0: <laughs> yeah. As you know, it's come out of, yeah, like you said, it came out of nowhere and uh, you know, he's probably not going to win the Calder. I mean, usually the flashy guys win that. Yeah. Um, But I mean, he deserves to be in the conversation. I mean, the way he's played, And he's not, the thing is about him is he's not playing a ton. I mean, he's not playing those like, you know, like Lucas Raymond. He's got like, he's in the 15, 20 minute uh, ice time, right? She knows playing like on third line. I mean, he's not playing in the top six. Um, I don't believe he has power play times unless he does go on the power play in the second unit as a net front presence. But I don't think he gets a lot of power play time as well. So, I mean, it's, it's not like he gets the same. He's afforded the same opportunities as mm-hmm. these other top end guys he he's has 21 goals. I yep. mean, you know, that's a, that's a big accomplishment to me. And he's got, like you said, he got, he does more than just score. I mean, he's, yeah, he leads the league in fighting majors. He's physical. Uh, he's one of those like, yeah, the meat and potatoes guys. He's, he'll be a big guy in the playoffs. I think, um, you know, when or if the predators get, get there, uh, he's going to be a big deal and he is a big deal in the nation, on the predators right now and that's it's great to see a guy like that to excel because uh, I love I love players like that as well.
2: Yeah, of course. And you know, I, I wanted to bring him up too. Just you know, he's a he former Moose Jaw Warrior, so he's a former WHL kid. Um, he's from Saskatchewan, he's a farm boy. But you know, like he plays on a great line with Colton Sissons, another former WHLer and Yakov Trenin. And those guys have I mean Holy cow that third line like I don't really watch a bunch of Nashville games but I've started to and that third line is one of the best in the league they they're they're, in, they're very very talented um just the way that all three play different different styles of hockey. They see the ice differently. Sissons is his IQ is just unbelievable. He wins those draws all the time. Um, it's great hockey down there. And if you look at the seasons that he's played in Moose shot, he played with some really talented kids and some guys that are in the NHL right now, like Noah Gregor. Um, you know, there's other guys like Brett Howden that he's played with Jaden Halbagwatches, Jet Wu, um, Kale <laughs> Clegg, Braden Tracy, Braden point. So, <laughs> there's been a number of players that he's played with in Moose Jaw that have really helped his development. And that final year that he played in Moose Jaw really is what put him over that edge and allowed him to get into um, NHL contract talks with teams like Nashville. And there was a number of teams that were interested in him. And, I mean, in that final year, he put up 40 goals, 40 assists, and 80 points. And, I mean, just kind of like spitballing here, but he almost reminds me of a player like Jamie Bent. Mm-hmm. Just in yeah. that sense where he's a he's that big net front presence guy, a big rig type mentality player. Um, he can score. He can hit. He'll fight you. He's got that leadership mentality. Um, I, I'm excited to see what else he can do in the future here yeah. um, and and to see what Nashville is going to do with him. Is this somebody that Nashville is going to, you know, try and build around? Because if I was them, I would be. I would, I would definitely be trying. You've got this type of rookie. I would, yeah, I would be building around him and keeping him as a focal point for the future for the predators. Um, If not, I mean, any lucky, any team will be lucky to have him. And like you said, he's the perfect playoff player. Like exactly what you want for the playoffs.
0: Yeah. And the thing is like his power play time, he doesn't get power play time. He got, he's got 26 minutes all season. Uh, 25 seconds a game average. He's got two power play goals though. I, <laughs> in that time, he's got two power that's play funny. goals. So that's pretty funny. And uh, it's, it's, you know, he did, like I say, he doesn't get the power play time. I mean, maybe thrown out there occasionally, like 25 seconds a game is like nothing. I mean, you're, <laughs> you're getting on maybe the latter part of the power play or maybe um, something like that. But, yeah, and that's even makes his season even more impressive. I mean, that's t- what, 20 or 19 goals, even strength. So mm-hmm. that that's a big deal to me. And I mean, you know, you look boy. at some of these 20 goal scorers in the league, 10 or 15 of their goals on the power play, maybe. So, I mean, yeah, it, it, he's he's been, it's been just amazing this season. And I wish that um, he'd get more, more into the Calder Trophy race because I don't think he yep. really is. Uh you know, he may lead the uh, that leads rookies, right? 21 goals. So yep, even though he leads rookies in goals, he is not the first guy you think of with the Calder trophy. So no,
2: no, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I you know, love the guy, but I've you know, I think that Calder trophy is going to more Sider. cider. I mean, holy yeah. cow.
0: Oh, yeah, there's but another guy that's having a heck of a season, and that's defenseman. Right, yeah, yeah we, so.
2: we I won't even begin to talk about him. I could spend I could spend forever talking oh, yeah. about him, but just yeah, shout out to Tanner. I mean, you're you're rocking it out there, man. Um, and uh, good luck, obviously, in the rest of the season. We want to see you succeed, obviously, former WHLer. Um, but we will cut to a current WHLer. Matthew has some news about Connor Bedard that obviously has shaken the hockey world up, and everybody knows what he <laughs> has achieved this past week. Yeah,
0: Connor Bedard hit forty goals. Uh, oh, he'll hit fifty. I he'll it. hit fifty. He's got forty now. Uh, <laughs> um, second, sixteen-year-old in the past thirty years, um, just the second in the past thirty years to hit forty goals. That is a sixteen-year-old, sixth in WHL history to reach it. Reach it as well in the regular season. Not he's in prestigious company. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that's a long time. I mean, thirty years There's only been two now. Um, I want to guess the first one is uh, probably Connor McDavid. Maybe. Who is the only, who is the other
2: one? Um. Should have had that here. Six Actually. CHL players. <laughs> in the last twenty five years to score forty. Uh, Crosby, Tavares, Stamkos, Hall, and Lafreniere. Yeah. yeah, I thought so would Lafreniere be would be the last one. Yeah,
0: so I thought it would be with some of those guys. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty amazing what he's done, and no WHL players more points in 2022 than him. He's got 49 in the year already, and it's only three months old. <laughs> so, Which is crazy. 49 he, points.
2: There is, you know, there was all that talk heading into the World Juniors about him, like just like the weird, like, is he not going to make the team what's going to happen? And then he makes the team obviously. And then he just, its uh, just been unreal. It's absolutely insane to see what this kid is doing and he's 16. Yeah.
0: That's like, it's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, 23 goals since the week, since January 1st Um, tied for the league league with um, Ben King of the red Deer rebels who we've talked about on the podcast before. Yeah. Um, so I mean, no WHL players enjoyed a longer scoring streak. Who had he's heading into the weekend register in at least a point in 19 games, um, matched by Logan Stankoven, who we've ta- had on the podcast we as well. So we've got some parallels here. Yep. Um, but yeah, so it, that's a that's a crazy streak. 19 games, he's got at least a point. Uh, you can't keep this guy off the
2: board. It's it's um, pretty crazy. <laughs> oh, you know uh yeah i'm just gonna echo it again regina is gonna need to have some serious helper next year for him Like they need to go all in with this type of player trade for everybody get the best players around them i mean this kid is unreal yeah it's exciting to see like him and tanner how and just that team right now and what they're gonna do next year and yeah
0: yeah uh, it's it's pretty insane i mean that that team is i mean conor bedard is he's just he's just unreal i mean uh and you might you can't say much more about him right i mean there's just so much that you can say and yeah we've probably said it <laughs> Everyone said it already but yeah i mean he's just been and it's 16 years old i mean what is he going to do when he's 18, what he's going to do when he's 20, 25. I mean, my gosh, I mean, the sky's the limit for this guy, whoever is lucky enough. And this is a draft lottery that you're going to want to win. <laughs> I, mean, yep. I mean, he, you know, you, you pine for this guy. I mean, yeah. M- Matthew Mechkov is really good, but you go for Connor Bedard. He's going to be um, generational. I mean, he's a generational player and that's something that you don't throw around. I mean, that, no, my gosh. I mean, he's gonna be so good.
2: <laughs> we're we're like you we watch Connor McDavid highlights in the NHL and like it's it's coming, you know. The Bedard's gonna be all over Sportsnet, all over Twitter with his NHL highlight reels. It's it's gonna be crazy. So you find a lot, you know, <laughs> it's gonna be interesting to see what teams you know kind of tank on purpose next year. <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I, I got a feeling Arizona might be a team, but then, unless
0: they win the, the lottery this year, you can't win it twice in a row anymore. Right. Then they get, yeah. Then they get Shane. Right. And then, yeah. And then yeah.
2: it's interesting.
0: So um yeah, it's, it's, I think maybe sometimes some teams don't want to win the lottery this year because they can't win it the next one.
2: <laughs> yep. Yeah, definitely. Some teams are probably calling Gary. Hey, Uh, i like that new rule though because
0: it it does prevent that stupidity that happened with oilers getting it for like three years in a row or something yeah or three or four years yeah yeah
2: no i agree that that i think that's just silly to have a team win it that many times in a row and yeah i agree i like the new rule i'm looking forward to seeing what what happens yep so now uh Colton,
0: talk about a defenseman now. I mean, this here's another amazing guy.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't understand how this guy went in the second round of the draft. We've talked about this before, but Olin Zellwigger, I mean, he gets to he he gets to enjoy the you know the beach in Anaheim, so that's <laughs> fine for him, but. The 18-year-old defenseman had a whopping eight points in four games, earning him the WHL Player of the Week honors. He now leads all WHL defensemen in points with 67 points in 48 games. I mean, ooh, holy cow. No, that th- He's just unreal. I mean, he's putting up forward numbers. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, he he's a player who I had um, on my personal rankings, which mean nothing. <laughs> to anybody but i had him in the first round i had him i had him like yeah. 28th 29th overall I, w- I will not say i had him top 15 but i had him 28th to 29th i thought he was good and and he he goes 34th overall so i mean it's not it's not even too big of a deal but anaheim picks up a steal of a of a player i mean the mobility on this kid is unreal his passing i mean he can he can make passes that i've just like you're not even looking And he he'll feed the puck right to you. It's he's incredible. It's I'm excited to see him. You know, it's like a kind of like a Kale McCarr, but not as offensively gifted, I guess you could say. Um, But he's definitely a player who is just taking the WHL by storm. And I think definitely has the chance to be in Anaheim in the next two years.
0: Yeah, and that team's uh, rebuilding now. They did a lot of uh, trades at the deadline. It's an uh,
2: interesting thing. Interesting yeah.
0: things. So, I mean, you know, their defense has some openings now. I mean, they traded two of their top guys. Um, they're older, but, I mean, that's opening up those spots for the young young defensemen they got in their system, which they got some talented guys. That, you know, Zellweger's coming up. Uh, they already have Drysdale there. So, I mean, it, it's going to be it's going to be fun until as much as I hate uh, because they're in the same division as the Canucks. Um, yep. they are going to be fun to watch. That team's already fun to watch with their forwards. And yeah, uh, you add some dynamic defensemen in there. Uh, you guys are good. <laughs>
2: well, that's, and that's what I mean. Like Zellweger is a type of player who is just going to be able to feed a guy like Trevor Zegers and guys like Braden Tracy and Sam Steele yeah. and It's just, you know, the possibilities are endless with what he's going to be able to do with this Anaheim team and Anaheim's, I mean, I guess, hmm, I guess they've changed their management uh, a little bit over the last few years due to uh, certain issues, (laughs) but they've always been able to develop players. Like they've always, I feel like they've always been a team that's been able to develop players and um yeah i'm excited to see what he can do yeah. and you know he him and ronan Seely in everett there's just been a great dynamic duo and Seely, another crazy pickup in the draft by carolina um so he gets to join that uh they, i mean carolina's got quite a few players in their system too yeah. that are trying to make the jump in so it's exciting i mean i'm hoping to catch zell wigger um I don't know if Everett comes to Kamloops once more this season. I can't remember exactly, but I'm hoping to at least catch him next season. Absolutely. And just see what he has to offer in person.
0: Yeah. It'd be fun to watch him in person. I mean, like we said, the numbers are just insane of what he's done. And he, he could essentially, if he keeps going on like this, I mean, there's a few, still a few more games here. He could hit uh, over 70 points. And, uh, that's, uh, that's pretty crazy for a defenseman. I mean, like you said, forward numbers and, uh, it kind of reminded me just because I saw Roman Yosi's numbers in the NHL this season is 75 points or something crazy. Mm-hmm. So I mean like just it's insane Definitely. when put up those types of numbers. I mean, yeah, you need their forwards around you to to actually finish the passes, but yeah, uh, it's still pretty crazy to have that t- those types of points.
2: Well, it was Eric Carlson who put up 80 points recently, yeah. wasn't it? Like, maybe yeah. not recently, but he's, he's within the last a... decade, he, is, he has done that. And that's just incredible. And, you know, guys like Kale McCarr are going to be able to do that. And obviously, Roman Yossi, who's criminally underrated. Huh. Holy cow. Uh... The amount of to- like, he does not get enough love in this league.
0: No, when but... I, I was looking at... Um someone wrote an article on him being for the Norris trophy. And I was, I was actually floored of how much points he had. And I I did not, like you said, underrated. I didn't even know he had that many points. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like,
2: I'm like, why does that have typo? <laughs> like, And that's just that Nashville team though. Right. Like look at Tanner You Like, yeah. it's just, people don't pay attention to that team. I think is what it is. It's weird. Like, I mean,
0: to Shane, I mean, I wasn't, I was surprised yeah. he has 30 goals. I'm like, what?
2: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I uh, it's good. Good, I mean, Nashville's just a you know, a silent little team over there, just ripping it up, so good for them. But yeah, Zellweger is a player I'm excited to see. And then, um, yeah, you, you we talked a little bit about the uh trades there, so I think we'll you know swing into the trade deadline talk now. Um, um I think overall, my thoughts on who won is probably the Minnesota Wild, um, yeah, yeah, or Florida. I mean, yeah. Eh. Colorado did some good things. Colorado did some great things. I mean, I liked the Josh Manson pickup. I liked the Arturi Lekkonen pickup. Cogliano's
0: um, a good depth guy. To have I done.
2: thought Cogliano is a great depth guy for them. His interview with Sportsnet yesterday was hilarious. Just talking to him, <laughs> him in the locker room after he got traded. But, you know, I thought it was a little bit weird that now this is just Twitter rumor mill, but it was reported that Sakik didn't want to part ways with Justin Barron in the Claude Giroux deal, Mm. but he trades him to Montreal for Arturi Lekinen, And I thought that was odd, but then people kind of, I saw some responses online and people made it clear that it doesn't really matter what Sakic wanted to do because Giroux made the choice. Yeah. He he wanted wanted to go to 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 Florida. Florida. He didn't want to go to Colorado. So I, it makes sense, I guess like a, it's just something I thought about that I thought was weird, but you know, Minnesota picked up some. I mean, Flurry um is gonna be a great pickup. They picked up Nick Delorier. Um they I Frank, I just stumble in here, but they picked up a handful of people and I'm excited to see what Minnesota can do. I mean, they already had a great night last night. Nick Deloria picked up a goal. Yeah. Um, Flurry's gonna be unstoppable there. I'm excited. He looks happy. He looks very yeah. happy.
0: Oh, I saw I saw a few uh few photos from the his warm-up. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he looked, he looks ecstatic. So again, I mean, you're going to a team and he, he, you know, everyone wants to win and, uh, he's older. Um, he's got a couple cups, but you know, he still wants to win and that's, you know, in in Chicago is tough. And, uh, he, he, you know, at the beginning, he didn't, didn't seem like he wanted to be even traded there. It was that big thing at the beginning What may not have reported. And, And, and now, uh, he's on a team that has legitimate Stanley cup chances. I mean, This team's a really good team. Uh, You know, Minnesota just, you know, their goaltending, I think was probably one of their weaknesses, even though Cam Talbot played pretty well this season, Mm -hmm. but I still thought that goaltending was probably going to be something that um, may not, you know, stop him from going far in the playoffs. And now they got Fleury, who is very good in the playoffs. And he's, you know, he's had, like I said, he has two cups and uh, he's got the experience. He's going to be solid against a good, you know, with a good defense in front of him. you know, he does really well. So it's going to be interesting to see how Minnesota, how far they go now with, um, with basically, they don't really have much weaknesses at all.
2: No. And the other guy that they picked up that I was thinking of was Tyson Jost and then, um, Jacob Middleton as well from San Jose. Yeah. That's an underrated pickup to me too. Which Uh, one?
0: Middleton's really good.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm Middleton. I mean, I'm excited to see what he can do. There's you, like you said, there's no lack of anything on that Minnesota team. You want to, you want to play whatever way of hockey, like whatever style of hockey, they'll play it. You want to, you want to beat the shit out of one another. They've got it. I mean, Holy cow. They were tough before, but they add Middleton and Deloria into that mix. It's a tough team. And then Tyson Jost is, he's great. I mean, it's unfortunate Colorado had to move him out, but I think it turned into just uh he didn't really slot in exactly and they you know they wanted to give him more ice time and so he goes off and, and then nico nico stern goes back yeah so.
0: and then you got their rookies uh, boldy and yep uh, brandon to No, he, marco me, rossi's in the minors but rocky I mean, rossi yeah i up <laughs> boldy's um, been great i mean kaprizov's been great again yep You know, yeah, they're an exciting team. (laughs) They're going to be, they're going to be a tough, tough out. That's for sure. And, but I mean, the West, there's, there's quite a few good teams now. Colorado has no weaknesses either. I mean, no, really. I mean, they they just made themselves even stronger with the Lekkonen deal and all that. Yep.
2: So, yeah, Lekkonen's going to be a good, good player for them, a good penalty killer, a good third line guy. Yeah, yeah,
0: for sure. And I I wasn't sure
2: that Blackman was going to trade it at all. I mean, the way it sounded like they weren't going to trade him, but. um, Yeah, it sounded like Montreal kind of had this little, they put him on a pedestal for a minute there, but then (laughs) they ultimately let him go. I mean, Justin Barron, I mean, you can't really say no to that. That's a good pickup. And then,
0: you you know,
2: you got Barron and Keaton Gooley, who were defensive partners with uh, Canada. So there you go. Yeah, so
0: yeah, so speaking of, well, it's a good segue. I mean, speaking of yep. uh, Montreal Canadiens, I'm Brett yep. Kulak and the WHL, right? So Vancouver Giant for four years, um, traded to the traded to the Edmonton Oilers. And that was another guy that I did. There was talk that they wanted to re-sign him. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they traded him. It looks like they couldn't get a deal done. So thought to get someone for him and Edmonton picks him up. And one thing that Kulak does is he's very, he's a very versatile defenseman. He can go up and down your lineup uh he can play on the top pairing he can play on your bottom pairing he can you know he can be a shutdown guy he, he's a very solid defenseman And Edmonton needed goaltending one didn't do it and defense which mm-hmm. they did help themselves with Kulak there but I still think their goaltending is going to let him down in the end unless Mike Smith can get on a bender or something I'm not sure
2: <laughs> I- the goaltending moves were different. I was talking uh, with somebody about that and just the fact that both Toronto and Edmonton didn't address their goalie issues, is, was just is concerning because yeah. both teams, I think, think that they're going to be able to get over this hump. And then the playoffs are going to happen and things are going to happen. And we know the history with Toronto and the playoffs. So, it's just interesting, but Edmonton's pickup of Kulak, though I love, like, yeah, good depth defender, and like you said, he can play it play all over for them, so he's good. Like, and he, you know, former Vancouver Giant, so he's got that, got that WHL ties, and he, from what I remember, he threw some pretty big hits out there too, yeah. and he's a physical guy. So whether or not Edmonton needs that, you, it works up for them. I yeah. think they traded William Legison back.
0: Yeah, there's so. Edmonton fan. Oilers fans didn't seem to like that.
2: <laughs> well, and that's that was kind of what I was leading into, though. I was struggling for my words there for a second, but Edmonton fans, yeah, they seemed very reluctant on the Kulak deal, and I, I don't understand why. Like, are people afraid of these types of defensemen? Like, he's not, he's not bad. That's what no. I'm trying to say. Like, he's he is that perfect depth defender who can play a third line role, can play on the penalty kill, can provide power play minutes, um, can be that extra man. He he's willingly sacrifices his body and blocks shots. Yeah, it good good player to pick up. Yeah, I mean he's not flashy, but, no, but he'll do the job.
0: And he was really good for Montreal in that Stanley Cup run. Yeah, uh, in the playoffs yep. there, and I think he was probably their one of their best defensemen. So, I mean, it, it, I, I, I don't know. I have no problem. And I hate, I don't like that Edmonton got him because, yeah, he is a really good defenseman and he does, he will help them. Um, but, I mean, I still think their goaltending is a problem. I mean, it's much as what they're starting to maybe address their defense, but their goaltending is still an issue unless Smith and, and, uh, Coskinen can finally
2: figure things out. I don't know. They, I, the goalie market just kind of came to a halt for yeah. them, you know, yeah. like there I found it hard to believe that Gorgiev was going to be traded. And then he puts on that stellar performance against, I believe it was Carolina. And then he definitely wasn't going to be traded after that. No, And it's just you flurry. You, there's no way in hell. He flurry wasn't was going to, to go there. No, no. he wasn't <laughs> going to come to Canada. So he like, he wasn't going to go play in Toronto or Edmonton. I, I don't really know who else was Vigelkman like,
0: guy. was the other guy that was kind of being thrown around. But Corpusalo yeah. is he better than Smith and Koskinen? I mean, Corpusallo You could have done the like, Koskinen
2: either. for Corpusalo swap, I guess. That was something I did see that got pointed out. Um, but, yeah, it's tough. I mean, I guess goaltending is something that they'll tackle in the offseason if they yeah. want to address it. I don't yeah. know.
0: They were close so oh, they to wanted
2: me. Markstrom at that one
0: point, but Markstrom didn't want to go to Edmonton. So
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, another WHL player, a couple more WHL players. We'll talk about that got traded. Um, Braden Burke. He played for the Red Deer Rebels, the Lethbridge hurricanes and finished his career with the Bushaw Warriors from 2014 to 2018. Well, a little minor swap. He was traded from LA to the Nashville predators. Wow. Uh-huh. That's been a hot topic today. Um, <laughs> So he had an impressive WHL career, though. He picked up 338 points in 238 games. Uh, minor league type player, somebody who can maybe jump up into that Nashville Predators bottom six. Um, but good for him, you know. We just thought we touched base on just a few guys, obviously, that were dealt. Um, I mean, one of the biggest trades that I think I'll just talk about now that w- happened involving a WHL player. Now, I could be wrong, um, but Brandon Hagel that yeah. one was pretty big and i mean former red deer rebel um played his entire career with red deer but you know he goes from chicago to the tampa bay lightning um (laughs) i i I mean do we want to talk about an overpayment um holy it was it was an interesting trade
0: yeah and the thing is the lightning can 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 afford to do this i mean they're stanley cup winners they're back-to-back stanley cup champions they feel they've got a good system going. They can give up two first-round picks and say, well, whatever. Um, we'll be able to recoup. And they're, the one thing about the Lightning, we've said this before, we've talked about it before, they're really good at picking up guys in the later rounds. So yeah. I mean, they don't need first-round picks to get good guys, apparently. Nope. So really, they're like, oh, whatever. You know, we'll get rid of these. We'll get guys in the later rounds anyway. Uh, so, I mean, look what they did in this past draft. I mean, they got some guys that were further down that weren't supposed to be drafted where they were. They got... Nico
2: Hutanen. Yeah, there's one. That's one name that I can think so,
0: of. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess they don't care about the first-round picks, but Chicago Blackhawks definitely care about the first-round picks, so... Yeah, <laughs> they well, with, a,
2: they with an organization like that that's desperately... I wouldn't actually use that word, but they're trying to change their organization. So, they're, they're trying to get past a few things and uh i mean move forward but you yeah. know like you get those first round picks you i if i i was kind of surprised in a way to see that like kane wasn't traded but like i guess that's kind of uh
0: that one i think is a dream off season thing if it does happen um but yeah I, I don't know i don't see him leaving chicago unless he feels like it's a you know there's nothing going to happen and he's yeah. like, wow, we're still ways away to win again. And he wants to win again. And maybe he wants to go to a place that has more of a chance to win a cup in the next few years or a year or so, whatever. But that deal, like, the thing is, is this contract is massive. So, I mean, it's not like this is going to be an easy one to trade.
2: They'll have to retain.
0: It yeah, and that was so much. There's another word that was thrown around like
2: yesterday: salary retention <laughs> yeah. retains yeah. this much salary, retains fifty percent salary. Caps circumvention. That was the other word oh, I kept seeing thrown around. But back to Brandon Hankel for a sec. You know, he was drafted in the sixth round. Like, what the heck? Yeah, yeah. Where how do the scouts just find a kid like this? I I mean, hats off to him. I mean, 102 points in his last season with red deer in 2018, 19, and then just dominates essentially the American hockey league and jumps up into the NHL and he's been great. And, you know, Tampa, um, he, he fits in well with the Tampa Bay lightning and, over the last couple of years Tampa has made some good moves to acquire players that help put them over the edge um essentially yeah with guys like you know they've picked up Patrick Maroon and then they've picked up Barclay Goodrow and Blake Coleman and Brandon Hagel is the best player that they've picked up out of all th- out of all of yeah. these guys and and he's going to he could be that player for them again though he could be exactly what those three guys were for that Tampa yeah. Bay Lightning team and, For a
0: long time, too. Yeah, I mean, He's 23. He's not like he's an old guy. <laughs>
2: yep.
0: And he's, so he's a player as well, right?
2: Yep. And he's a player that they, exactly like you said, they can build around him. He's young. They can re-sign him. Uh, his contract goes to 23-24. So he, he, they've got some time with him. So it, it's going to be interesting to see what he can do with uh, with Tampa Bay. And, but big trade. I mean, holy cow. Oh, that Picks involved well, and players yeah. too right yep so. well you know we're really stretching this about the trade deadline talk which is fine but the you know we've we had Scott Wheeler on and he talked about the 2023 first round picks being very protective and something that play the teams would really want to keep well what does Florida do they send that to Montreal for Ben <laughs> Sherrod so that's certainly they're not as. <laughs> yeah. Very interesting trade. Um, yeah. I don't know. The, you know, those first round picks are obviously you, you want them. um They can make or break a team. Obviously there's busts that can happen, but next year's draft, I think everybody knows it is loaded. Yeah. Even into the second round. I mean, even into the yeah, second round. So yeah. Like
0: the lightning say, Oh, you know, we're going to win cups. We're going to be deep in the playoffs. So this first round pick will be a 32nd or whatever. That's going to connect you a really good player next year. Yeah. So <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah, got ex- it now. So
2: exactly. So 25 year old defensive defenseman. We'll, we'll kind of transition a little bit. Nelson Nagir former Saskatoon Blade and Red Deer Rebel, was acquired by the LA Kings from the Winnipeg Jets. I had done a bit of writing on, on Nagir before. Um, he it's, He's exactly like what that sentence said, a defensive defenseman. Nothing flashy about his game. Um, he blocks shots. He puts up hits. Um, he, I mean, LA, I'm not sure what LA can do with him because LA's got a pretty deep defensive yeah. score. So I'm not too sure what their plans are with him, other than maybe just to slap him in Ontario and then just kind of see how he develops. Um, he has picked up a handful of NHL games in the past, so he's got a little bit of experience. Um, but you know, he had 50 points over 235 WHL games, so just attests to that defensive defenseman type mentality. Um, but he, you know, it it was an interesting trade. Uh, Winnipeg made some odd moves um i danger cop trade just kind of puzzles me just because it was not what they wanted but or not what you know people wanted in return i guess i should say yeah um but it's hard when players want to go to specific teams and you want to meet their demands so yeah that's about that and then I'll let you talk about the last trade that, that we're going to talk about because, you know, it involves the Canucks. We both write for the Canucks, yes. for separate publishers, but this is a player that I, I don't know. I
0: I really don't. I mean, I, this is great for the Canucks. Um, yes. Getting rid of, like, this is trading Travis Hamanick was great. I mean, the first move that uh, Patrick alveen and Jim Rutherford did as front office in their in their first move was trading Travis Hamanick getting rid of the $3 million off their books. This is before the Travis Dermott trade. Um, Twitter went insane Um, that, you know, over the moon. Yeah. This is great movement management. It was a great new, new era. Within an hour, they traded for Travis Dermott. That was so crazy on how feelings changed within an hour on twitter <laughs> yep all of a sudden it's like oh no we're still bad management trading trading a guy and then we're trading for another guy and still losing and you're but you still save 1.5 million on this trade. yeah
2: you get you get that cap hit off the books and so yeah. you know, i mean you- i
0: yeah i have no problem with it at all so
2: (laughs) yeah and you know Hamannick's a former former WHL guy which is why we've brought him up he played for Moose Brandon back in 2006-2010 so you know he's a he's a veteran of the game um he's 32 I think anyways 31 something like that but he you know yeah it's that it's getting that cap hit off and getting just getting rid of that was is so crucial for you know in what we talked about before we you know started recording here in re-signing Besser. That, yeah. that is what they needed. They needed to clear some of that money off the table. And then they traded Tyler Mott too, which, yeah, that's a yes. sad one. But, <laughs> sad. but we won't talk about that. But I just think it's a good trade. Um, and I like Travis Dermott. Um, I'm excited to see what he can provide. And uh, I think overall, I think that was a win for the Canucks on the day. They yeah. didn't make anything too too crazy i know people were kind of i every time this i thought it was kind of funny because i had elliot friedman's uh notifications on his twitter notifications so anytime he tweeted i was looking at it and people would be like oh announce garland to pittsburgh already announce garland to pittsburgh and i'm like oh that's funny (laughs) which is something i thought might have happened was connor garland to pittsburgh and Somebody would have came back, but because we know Jim Rutherford likes, you know, he's got that relationship with the Penguins, but
0: yeah, that they still I mean, happen in the offseason. Um, yeah, stuff with that, but it's on the other side of the coin, I don't understand what why Ottawa did this trade. Um, yeah, great. For, like I said, it was great for the Canucks. I mean, this is awesome that someone wanted Hammondick for a third round pick when Troy Stetcher went for a seventh, um, who I yep. believe is a better defenseman. Um, and he went for a seventh round pick and Ottawa was giving out third round pick for Hamannick who's 30, uh, or ever 31 and apparently not, you know, some, you know, there's issues with him in the locker room. I, I don't know. I don't understand why Ottawa did this. I mean, I read somewhere that they want him to come up and mentor, um, Jake Sanderson, but i don't know if that's a reason to trade for a guy when you could just have you know don't you have someone in your in your organization already that can do this i don't know but i mean canucks get a third round pick out of the deal and um that was great and we'll see how hammock does in ottawa but i don't know it was a strange trade ottawa made there and i don't know what they're doing on with their rebuild i mean some of the trades they made yesterday were kind of interesting trading away nick paul um I don't know if that was yesterday. It was the day before yesterday. But trading away Nick Paul, getting uh, Zach Senshin.
2: Yeah, and- Zach Senishin. Yeah. Ineshin
0: and uh, who'd they trade to get that Josh Brown? So, yeah. But yeah, some of the interesting trades that Ottawa made, and Hamonic I think was the most confusing of any trade yesterday. I mean, if you want to say bad trade, it's probably the only one of the day. <laughs> yep. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah. it it was an odd, it's like you said, it was just a bad, bad trade for Ottawa. I I don't, you know, Ottawa fans were just kind of like all over Twitter and social media just going, what, like, why did we do this? (laughs) But, you know, it's no knock to Hamannick. Like, he is a player that at at some points in his career has looked like he could have really panned out to just, you know, fulfill that top four role, you know, 33 points in 71 games. Uh, like he was good with the Islanders, and then it just kind of went downhill when he hit Calgary, I think. And it's just, yeah, sometimes that change of scenery does that to people, though. So, yeah, yeah. Maybe he changes in Ottawa, and we'll see.
0: Yeah, uh, wish him luck out there. And, uh, we'll you
2: know, he made it happens. to the Memorial <laughs> Cup yeah. with Brandon in 2009, 2010. So, yeah, Memorial yeah. Cup run for him.
0: Yeah, that's true. So we'll we'll see what happens there.
2: (laughs) Yep. Well, I think we will segue into the Zach Benson interview. Um, We talked to him and he was a great talk. Uh, You guys all enjoy that. Um, Be sure to follow Our link's down below. Uh, You can reach us on Twitter at Western Centric. And you can check us out where I write for Canucks Army and where Matthew writes for the Hockey Writers down below as well. All the links are in the Spotify and Apple podcast description. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's episode and enjoy the interview with Zach Benson. Well, everyone, it's my pleasure to introduce our next guest to the show. Please welcome Zach Benson of the Winnipeg Ice. Thank you for joining the show today, man. And we're excited to talk to you. Yeah, this is awesome. So I I like to start off with kind of like your early life and what you kind of been up to. Um, So who did you look up to um, as a young kid? Was it a relative or a hockey player? Anyone of significance that has kind of helped you get to where you're at?
1: Yeah, well, obviously... I really looked up to my parents, um, you know, all they did for me. And um, yeah, so mainly them, but uh, from the hockey standpoint, I really looked up to uh, a lot of the Oilers like Nugent, Hopkins, Taylor Hall. I'm a diehard Oilers fan. So kind of watching okay. them lots <laughs> when I was growing up.
2: Nice. Okay. Well, that, yeah. Okay. So my favorite, my, my question, next question was who's your favorite WHL team? Like growing up, did you have a favorite team that you used to watch? um well the Chilliwack Bruins I'm from
1: Chilliwack so when they were there um obviously I was a fan of them um and then they moved out and um I I guess I was kind of just a a homer so I was with the Vancouver Giants on that one but uh yeah other than that just the probably the Bruins
2: oh that's cool yeah okay I I remember the Bruins they were they had a short little stint in the WHL that would have been pretty cool to play for them but uh so what what do you do in your spare time, like outside of hockey? Do you have a go to TV show that you binge? Do you play golf? What do what do you get up to? Um,
1: yeah, in the summer, I like to I like to golf a little bit, and uh, I'm really into the to the show Suits right now. Um, yeah, that's a great show. Finished, yeah, <laughs> just finished season one. Um, but uh, other than that, kind of just uh, playing mini sticks with the billet kids and stuff like that. Nice, that's awesome. <laughs>
0: Um, so, yeah, let's go into yeah, playing for the Winnipeg Ice. Um, was the WHL your first go-to or did you look at
1: like the BCHL uh, NCAA route or was WHL uh, your first choice? Um, you know, I did look at, uh, a little bit into the NCAA, um, but, uh, you know, I always wanted to play in the Western Hockey League. Um, it's known as the Best Development League and uh, obviously that's what you want as a player. Yeah, the WHL is a, a pretty top end league.
0: I mean, a lot of a lot of players go on to the NHL from there because I mean they're it's pretty close to NHL uh, play, probably. So I mean, um, talking about WHL now is that what has there been your favorite moment uh, so far? I mean it's you're very
1: early on in your career, but uh you have a favorite moment so far? Um yeah, like you said, um pretty early, but I guess my first uh cool moment was scoring the first, first goal. Um, I think a lot of people would say that, um, it was, it was a pretty, pretty awesome moment. Yeah. I mean, last season you broke out and had
0: 20 points in 24 games. Uh, what was it like, uh, your first taste of the WHL?
1: I mean, you had a lot of success starting out, uh, in the league. Um, yeah, it was awesome. Uh, Winnipeg was very welcoming, um, all their players, um, yeah i've i've loved every second of it so far and uh i look forward to to keep having fun here
0: yeah so you play you're playing with uh a lot of high-end talent in winnipeg i mean uh, matthew savoy connor geeky i mean they're both top end talents production top end top 10 picks this draft um what has their presence been like uh in the locker room and are you surprised to see them ranked so high in these uh
1: these early draft rankings here no i'm not surprised at all they're uh they're two great guys and uh they they work hard and obviously you can see what they do on the ice so there's definitely no surprise that they're ranked in the top 10 they're both so skilled and yeah it's it's awesome having their presence in the room
2: i just wanted to ask a question just to rebound off that do you guys do you personally feel any added pressure under the spotlight that your guys's team has had. And with having Savoy and geeky. Um, no, I, uh, I don't think
1: anyone feels, you know, any added pressure. We're just, we, we take it game by game. And uh, I think our, our main goal is just to have fun. Yeah. No, that makes sense.
2: I, I was just curious about that.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, moving into when you're going to be drafted uh, next year, uh, you're ranked quite high on a few early draft boards. I mean, there's been stuff coming out already. Have you taken any time to look at that? Uh, prepare And what are you doing to prepare yourself for next season and the draft? I mean, you have Savoy and Geeky in the locker room right now. Uh, fellow draftee Connor McClellan is there and uh, Carson Lambos. Have any of them given you advice uh, going into the 2023 draft? Uh, I mean, you're probably going to
1: be ranked pretty high. Um, no, I don't really look at that stuff. Um, obviously, um, you know what, we don't even really bring it up in the room at all. Um, you don't, you don't hear about it at all. We're here to, to get wins and have fun and, uh, show up to the rink with the mindset to work hard every day. And, um, honestly, I don't think I've heard a word about any, anybody getting drafted or upcoming drafts or anything about that
2: i mean that's good though i mean it's about yeah keeping the team atmosphere and just focusing on you guys as a team that's yeah that's fair um you went to the capital city challenge uh you represented team canada black you guys won the tournament um and you finished as a top scorer uh what was that like for you personally playing in a tournament like that with such a wide range of talent
1: yeah it was such a cool tournament uh hockey canada did such a great job of of organizing that event obviously it's tough with uh, the pandemic that was going on and uh you know, yeah. I'm just, I'm super lucky that they, they, uh, they did that. And, uh, it was probably one of the best hockey experience I've ever had. Um, the coaches, um, the organizers, everyone was so great. Um, the people that you get to meet, meet like from the Ontario hockey league and the Quebec yep. major junior league. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was quite the experience.
2: Yeah, no, for sure. And you got to play with the likes of like Cal Ritchie, another player who's projected to be quite high next year. Um, you got to play along the sides of Tanner Howe and Kaden Price. Um, what were those guys like to connect with and play with?
1: Yeah, I was awesome. Um uh me and Rich played together the whole tournament. Um, it was he's a fantastic hockey player, and um Howe joined us um later in the tournament for the semis and finals with with me and Richie um he's a great player um yeah and then you know pricer and mullendike they're unbelievable players and um our team was so so tight by the end of that um you know i still talk to to quite a few of them and uh yeah it was
2: like like i said before it it was quite the experience that's awesome that's awesome for sure um I just have like some fun questions just to kind of ask you here as we wrap up. Um, we won't keep you for too much longer. Uh, but you guys are one of the best teams in the league, obviously. And I know you've kind of said you guys keep it kind of hush in your locker room, but have you guys talked about going on a deep run this year and what it would mean to you guys to, to win? Yeah, obviously. The focus is, is game by game.
1: Um, James, our head coach kind of keeps it that way. Um, doesn't want to look too far ahead, but, uh, Obviously, we uh, we talked about it a bit, um, you know, just engaging playoff mode um, starts now because um, when you, you can't just turn it on like that when you get to the playoffs. Right. Yep. So it's, it starts now and um, just take it game by game.
0: Um, look in the locker room. Uh, who's the best guy, funnest guy? Uh, you have like a, a guy that makes
1: a lot of jokes and
0: stuff like that in the dressing room and it keeps it light.
1: Yeah. Um, Connor McLennan, Uh he loves to, loves to joke around and uh, yeah, we, we definitely uh, give it to each other and it's, yeah, it's, it's awesome.
2: Nice. That's sweet. Um, <laughs> just one more question for you, man. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, wheels or doors?
1: <laughs> it's funny. We had this combo in the class. It got pretty heated. Uh, I think doors, but you know, all the other six think wheels. So
2: yeah, <laughs> it was, it fair was a enough. six
1: to one ratio. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, that's good. That's fair. Well, thank you so much, man, for joining us. Um, and good luck to you guys in the rest of the season. And uh, we hope to chat with you again next season. Yeah, sounds good. Um, thanks for having me on. Yeah, you bet.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better? Well,